2: Beep, 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 His arm went beep, beep, beep. Welcome
0: to the Christian Car Guy radio show.
1: I say this calls for action, and now...
2: Horns of light today on the Christian Car Guys show. (laughs) And yes, you heard me correctly. Horns, you might have heard some of those horns, but horns of light. Now, exactly what does that mean? Well, just as you use your car's horn To Influence other drivers. I don't know if you ever thought about the use of your horn, but you know, sometimes we use it to get people to quit looking at their phone just for a minute so they can go through the light. Maybe you've had that happen. (laughs) But horns are an effective way to influence people. If you're on a big ship, like you just heard in the intro, right, and and you got somebody in your way, you know, you got to get, you got to move them, use the horn. Pay
1: attention to that horn. (laughs) Yeah, you got to
2: pay attention to that horn. And so, uh, Have you ever thought about why are horns all over the Bible? I mean, you can hardly find a chapter where somebody doesn't mention some kind of horn, whether that would be a trumpet or whether or not that would be actually horns. And, of course, Revelation is full of them. you got ten horns and seven horns and one horn and two horns. And what does all that kind of mean, and how does that exactly work? So really cool. Just about the time you're not confused enough. How about horns of light, right? Because if you look in Habakkuk chapter 3, there's this amazing, amazing little verse. It says, and his brightness was like the light. And he had horns coming out of his hand, and they were the hiding of his power. So as we dig into all that this morning, we want to be sure and, and let you know, of course, As always, you know, the show is brought to you by Hebrew Letter, and our Hebrew letter today is the letter kuf, and that letter has to do with proximity. So the closer you are to God, the more holy you would be, most people would say. So the word holy begins with a kuf, and interestingly, so does the word horn, (laughs) and so does the word voice, by the way, and that's very much connected to your tongue, which is connected to a lot of things that that might have to do with the Holy Spirit as it comes down. You might remember that the people in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit fell on them as tongues of fire, you might remember that, that all of a sudden, everybody heard them in their own language. So how spectacular is that? that? That somehow or another, with this Holy Spirit's anointing, people can understand better what you're saying. Even if you speak the same language, there's lots of different ways to interpret words, and so when you see somebody and they're saying that they're anointed, well, what's actually happening is the Holy Spirit is speaking through them in order that you can understand, in spite of the fact that they don't necessarily speak your language. They may use a you know, different accent or whatever the case may be, we don't know, but we want to remind you that, of course, um, we got at the bottom of the hour, we got a really cool um, call coming from uh, Ford, brand manager lindsey barino they've got a new uh police interceptor that they say is a game changer so that's coming on at the bottom of the hour and of course we want to remind you that we always got to tell you what's going on with the intro so you might have heard the song little nash rambler where that you know beep beep and that was by the playmates and then you heard that ship's horn which is pretty remarkable and then the last one came from youtube it's called a car horns remix and that was by the elite gamer and it's really cool. Nick actually knows, what's the name of that song, Nick? It's called Despacito by Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee. And he can say that so well. <laughs> That's amazing. So all this is leading up to something. Like I I'm think you're going to be really, really glad you tuned in today because we have this amazing story of the Horn of Lights. And if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you're going to see it says horns of light and here's a picture of what Peter of Pete what he's gonna describe for you here in a minute and, and you have to see this picture kind of to believe it and we'll talk about a lot about that picture here shortly but first Pete you, you got to tell them story of how in the world you ended up in Jordan and this light coming down if people go to Christian Guy, what tell us the story
0: sure um, basically uh, kind of in 2018 um, just kind of entered into this time of, I have no way of describing it, but entering into kind of the order steps of God after coming uh, out of a 12-year desert, um, and just kind of went to sleep one night, and uh, would fall asleep with uh, the Bible and let the Bible play through the night, and had a waking in the middle of the night, and I have no other way of really describing it, but due to a situation that her- happened earlier, I just knew that God was speaking something through His Word, it was kind of like a highlighter uh, going across um, what was being said. And it was Micah two twelve and 13, um, which uh, basically has to do, um, well, Micah two twelve and 13 comes across, and I don't know if you want me to read that, but uh, so I'm perplexed as to what Micah two twelve and 13 means, and uh, about a week later, I'm visiting my daughter at Samford University uh, for her sorority parent weekend in the spring, and I wake up in the morning and just am left with this heavy impression uh, from the Lord as why I haven't researched Micah two twelve and 13. So I start researching Micah two twelve and 13 and come across an article by a uh, uh, Arnold Fruchtenbaum, who's a Messianic uh, Jewish kind of scholar, um, and he describes Micah 2.12 and 13 as being a place uh, prepared in the wilderness for the Jewish people during the time of Jacob's trouble, uh, where they kind of come to the knowledge of Christ. And so as I'm reading this article uh, that Lord just really impresses, I want you to go pray in Petra Jordan. And that's a concept I'm a regular guy. I'm a land surveyor. Um, it's something that I had no grid for, uh, and I'm perplexed by it all morning, and my wife recognizes that I'm out of it, and she says, what's wrong with you? We're here to see our daughter, and uh, just kind of uh, wakens me up out of this thought, all these, all these crazy thoughts that are going through my mind, and I said, well, I think God's telling me to go pray in Petra Jordan. And uh, she kind of just said, I told you, you were going to go to the Middle East uh, this year. And uh, and so then I called up a friend and uh, relate to him what happened and said, uh, hey, I think you're supposed to come with me to pray in Petra Jordan. And uh, he's an actuary and uh, he's just like, basically, he's like, say it again and go through it again. And he's like, you're nuts. And, uh, a week, (laughs) a, a week goes by and we talk again and, uh, um, and he's like, all right, let's, let's go. So, uh, we get together in the summer and plan out this trip and, uh, leave for, uh, Israel, um, and, uh, Jordan and Egypt, uh, during the feast of tabernacles in October of 2019, um, And uh, we go to Petra Jordan and uh, just really feel prompted to bring in uh, the Bible verses, all the Bible verses that Arnold Fruchtenbaum uh, feels are related to Petra Jordan. So we go in there and get to that kind of stadium area that's shown in the picture and just start praying. And uh, just the presence of God just really shows up in a tangible way and as we're praying, Uh, It's kind of like getting to see what the prophets saw as they wrote those passages, and uh, it was just a very special time in the Lord. Um, And we get done, and we're just kind of giddy and laughing and just kind of uh, awestruck by this. And I'm like, well, you just take a picture of this to commemorate this. And I just raise my hands to heaven and just start thanking the Lord for uh, the time that we got to have. And, uh, as he's taking the picture, he's just laughing. Um, and I, I really don't understand what he's laughing at. And, uh, he, um, says, uh, I hope, I hope I captured this. I hope I captured this, uh, in the picture. I hope it captured it. And he's like, you're not going to believe this. And, uh, we look at the picture and there's that horn of light Um, and it lasted, uh, he said for about a minute or two and then, uh, it just disappeared. Um, and so that was kind of the story of the picture. And to me at that moment, it was just kind of like, okay, this is just a cool God, uh, thing that, you know, flying halfway across the world for somebody who doesn't do these types of things. And I just kind of took it as a you know, a cool a cool uh, kiss from heaven, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it, but then um, this ends up leading to a whole thread in my life that actually leads back to my grandfather, and there's this story that uh, starts to unfold um, and kind of word plays Peter Petra, uh, Peter's confession of Christ, a uh, place that possibly... And we got to um, go
2: to a break in just a second, Peter, but... sure one of those passages is the back right
0: yeah basically uh then in 2022 um in uh i wake up oh, one that, morning, that music the, says
2: we got to go to a break so when we come back you're going to find out how a back ended up in that and that led to him calling me or actually you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com the little
1: last ramble was right behind i think that guy could fly Beep, 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 beep.
2: went beep, beep, beep. Horns of Light today on the Christian Car Guy show. And oh my goodness, I hope you heard the first segment about the Horns of Light that Pete was talking about, Pete from Illinois. And... Like if you need to see this picture, and you do, by the way, you go to ChristianCarGuy dot com, and if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, it's on the front page today. But anytime, you just, you know, you, it'll scroll right through, and you'll see it's called "Horns of Light," and you'll see the picture of Pete standing there in Jordan, you know, in Petra, Jordan. Well, I, mean, I
1: want to say one thing: how important it is to look at that and to study it. Because when I first looked at it this morning, until I start hearing the story, it. It, you're looking at it and you're going where's that light coming from has this been you know has this been, been been doctored with or what? what's the story with this because it just when you start really then you start studying it where's the light coming from all of a sudden you know wow all I can say is wow I mean it, yeah, God's well, when you, look,
2: you look closely, yeah,
1: you, need to you say will it.
2: see that, again, a horn, when you think about it, it starts out as something very small and it grows large. It's actually the way that a horn, like, would compress air and it comes out with a great volume because it's taking a little bit and it's making a lot, or the idea of the horn of plenty. When you think about Thanksgiving, is something that starts out a little, like the tip of the horn, and then it grows out to be much. Well, if you look at this horn of light, it isn't like a sun ray which would come down from a larger source and come smaller it starts small and goes out large and, and and it's curved as well if you look closely like a horn would be and the more you think about it and you look at some of the paintings of moses's face that people have made through the ages because they knew that this word in hebrew had to do with horns and you'll see that in some of them the horns go this direction like the horn emanates like from a narrow point and is going out wider from Moses' face. That's why the idea of his shine that he had and think of the influence that he had as a result of it. Again, the story is phenomenal. Again, the fruit of all that is is going to be even more phenomenal but I wanted to hone in Pete if you don't mind on the Habakkuk part because that's kind of the Habakkuk part was how you found me, right? So, like, you yeah. know, Robbie yeah. sitting out there, you're just a regular guy in Illinois, and to an extent, I'm just a car salesman uh, here in North Carolina, to <laughs> have yeah. a car show. But anyway, you know, tell tell our listeners how in the world did you find out about me? So basically, uh.
0: December 5th of 2022, um, I wake up in the morning and kind of feel that prompting of the Lord, I want you to study those passages that you brought into praise in Petra, Jordan. So I look up Habakkuk 3, which was one of them, and um, I just, my mind just starts to get blown. It talks about God comes from Taman and the Holy One from Mount Pran, and that's that whole Petra area. And then the next verse is where my, you know, kind of jaw just starts to drop. His radiance is like the sunlight. He has rays flashing from his hand and there is the hiding place of his power. Well, immediately my mind goes to that picture. Um, and then uh, verse five, before him goes pestilence and plague comes after him. And we're, we were there in October of 2019, right before COVID hit the earth. And some people believe it was kind of released at that time during the military games in, uh, in uh, Wuhan, um, in that area of the world. And then it says he stood and surveyed the earth. Um, and for my job, I'm a land surveyor and part of my job of what we're doing is uh, with NGS, you can look it up uh, GPS on benchmarks, um, but we're taking long GPS observations and measuring the earth to kind of help create a transition um, software that takes the earth from one model of the earth uh, into this next model that they're uh, building using um, uh, gravity data and all kinds of just complicated stuff. So. Um, so I'm just blown away. Then I get up on, uh, YouTube and, uh, look up, uh, uh Habakkuk three. Um, and, uh, well, I go downstairs and just tell my wife, uh, you're not going to believe this. And she has a sketch from a picture that, uh, kind of Lord had given her that she sketched out and she's in Habakkuk three at the same time, independently of no knowledge of what was going on. Uh, so, um, then, uh, Come across, get on YouTube and look up Habakkuk three, and come across your teaching, which references horns of light, which I've never heard a teaching on the horns of light before. And I listened to that, um, and then uh, uh, reach out to you, um, and then uh, you kind of reached back out to me, and we. Connect. Yeah, it was it was one
2: of those. Messages like I would like to pick your brain on a banking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. who would? I mean, if you who would who would pass up an opportunity to have that discussion? And, and so I have a really really crazy busy schedule right now in my life. So I said, would you mind if we just talked at like seven o'clock on Monday? Because that's a window of time that I have open, and which I knew actually, in you know, since Pete's in Illinois, that's six o'clock his time. Mm-hmm. And but he was more than willing, and so we had the most. B- Marvelous conversation, which obviously we went into great depths of of this idea But the more I thought about it The more I realized that what pete's story is is a phenomenal testimony in and of itself is a horn of light Right, it started small but it be, has become bigger and bigger and bigger And it's god's story more than pete's story. Yes, it is. <clears throat> and Again, when you see this picture it's a phenomenal picture to me of a man who was obedient to the Holy Spirit and, and how God blessed that. And, and, and you can tell the amount of life that it's given, Pete, but, but to an extent, anytime you obey the Holy Spirit, when you feel like that's what got you going, and, and as you grow closer to God, you end up with this horn of light whether that's Moses's face or to whatever extent, it's it's your halo. And so Jerry's sitting here very patiently. Jerry, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, this whole story, I mean, just, just intriguing and what a blessing. I mean, and I think we all have that opportunity in front of us. It's just a matter of one. We need to be humble. We need to be courageous because when we step out and, and do something like that, I mean, I'm sure when you were telling friends and family what your plans were to go to Jordan, I mean, you get, I know we get plenty of, <laughs> yeah, were like, me, yeah, you what? <laughs> yeah, what yeah, yeah, I'm sure God's telling you to do that. But when we step out, God is able to use us in a mighty way. And and, and I go back to this whole thing, you know, what what that what that ray we shoot out is is really our testimony. It, it's you know, it doesn't have to be we all have a testimony. It doesn't have to be one that is just as strong as what happened to you, Pete. But we all have that, and God encourages us to, to, man, let it shine.
2: I like the idea of raise, you know, yeah. since you're raised body shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, you know, I just throw that in there. But anyway, we'll be right back with Ford and his Interceptor. We're going to have more of Pete, and he's going to be on with us. So if you got a call, call us, 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.
1: The little Nash rammer was right behind. I think that guy could fly. Beep, 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 beep. beep. His horn went beep, beep, beep.
2: of light today on the christian car guy show in so many beautiful ways again if you didn't have a chance to hear all the show there'll be a podcast uploaded later today and of course we're streaming live on facebook you can watch that and get to see jerry's beautiful red jacket he's wearing today
1: (laughs) it's called (laughs) warmth warmth warmth. (laughs) something to stay warm but
2: maybe you um listening to pete's story uh, by all means, let me repeat again that if you want to see this picture, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, it's all one long string, ChristianCarGuy.com, and there you'll see right on the very front page is um, this Horns of Light article, and, and again, take a close look at this picture because it's it's truly spectacular, but it's a picture of something a lot bigger that, that it affects all of us, right? And, and that's the influence that the Holy Spirit can have on you Right. Being a horn. Right. You being a leader to some extent that you you getting people, not you, but God through you is, is essentially, you know, getting people's attention like a big foghorn that, oh, you know, this is this is what God showed me. And, and as a result, you get all sorts of cool experiences. So along those levels, along, you know, if you've got a question, comment, whatever for Pete, we would love for you to call us 866 348 7884 Ford is supposed to call in but they haven't yet so we're expecting that one but in the meantime we would love to hear from you 866-348-7884 and you know Jerry when you think about it there there's so much obedience that, that that's involved in this that in your own life if if you had something like that
1: yeah you know and I'm sitting here and in between you know, I'm looking at Robbie, and I know that the world he he was immersed in, I mean, the the, the car sales and the automotive industry and stuff. I mean, there's so many times that we step out in faith and try to be obedient to God that that, that world will look at us and kind of, like say, right, say, right, an eyebrow will rise, or they're looking at you thinking, you know, that, that doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense to the world sometimes. But if we're obedient to God, then we can sit back and see how God – orchestrated and what God's plan was. And as I was just, this past week, was talking to my Wednesday morning group, and one of the things I talked about was just being obedient, even when we did not think, we thought we had a better idea. We knew what we should do, but God had a different plan. I can remember, and, and used to do the, and I still do, trip to Jamaica mission trip in Mandeville. The first year that I went to Jamaica on the mission trip, The way Danny Spanauer at Pinedale, which it handles the missions, he had it all organized is
3: you do. Now, again,
2: going back to Jerry's a regular guy. Yeah. I mean, he's he runs a body shop, right? Ray's body shop, interestingly. And so, you know, that this going to Jamaica, same kind of thing. It's just being obedient.
1: Yeah, because I I tell you what, for years I was always saying, I'm a cinder, I'm a cinder. I'm not a goer, I'm a (laughs) cinder. And finally ended up going and the first year, Danny says, well, you, everybody does a VBS on the AM, and then we do construction projects. And I said, no, no, no. If I'm going to go, I'm going to do construction or work on something the whole time. I do not want to do VBS. I do not want to – I don't want no part of that. And so he kept, we're back and forth. And he goes, well, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. And we'll go to Broadleaf. And so I ended up doing it. And the impact that made on my life – now, the reason I go is because of that AM VBS. I handle, I got a group that's from 13 to 40 almost. And every year I have these guys that had been girls that were kids coming up there with, they'll take a day off and travel from Kingston or Mo Bay and come up just for a day to be able to sit in my VBS class and bring their kids or bring their wife or husband. And, and some of those of kids sudden, have grown up because you've been doing oh, this how many years? I had this. Would, well, my next, see, I have to guess it's 14, 15 years of continual...
2: Right, and so some can, of those that were little bitty kids yeah, are now bringing their kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's what God sometimes calls us to do. You know, it's great to be, to share that message and walk away and know that you've planted a seed, but sometimes he, he also puts us there to cultivate it and to, to water it and to continue to grow it. And sometimes those personal relationships make a huge impact. And that's what I loved about. And I love about mission trips that are continual that you make up relationships because you can make so much of an impact and stuff. You make an impact if you just, if you just say, I've just got a half an hour to spend in a, doing something. But if you can do a continual thing where you get a relationship built, it changes lives. You know, important thing is most of the time it when people go on the first mission trip, they're all excited about they're going to change somebody's life, but the life that gets changed 90% of the time is their life.
2: Wow. Wow. So we got Laura is in North Carolina as well. She's in Raleigh, and she's got a horn story. So I'm dying to know, Laura, what you got for us.
3: Oh, my horn story. I don't, Well, I call to just tell you thank you so much for uh, brightening uh, I know my my uh, morning uh, every Saturday, because the darker these days, D-A-Z-E, you know, the louder we right. face. Darker the night, the brighter is light. And we're, you know, um, as far as being a, wh- a whore, I thought about that, that you were going to use that as an example. But, yeah, uh, we're uh, once anointed. We are to go out. That's our job. You know, it's no figuring out what I want to be when I get older. It's <laughs> that's what he had to do you know <laughs> uh, I okay. love that. oh i i yeah, well, uh, i could uh, i couldn't
2: agree with you more i really really couldn't and so tell me again what you thought i was going to say but i didn't i i i i didn't follow it the way i would like to have
3: huh no <laughs> no, no no what i was saying was that when when you first started with the horn and I thought they're going to use that to be, you know, I thought, oh, they'll use that as, as for us to be like a horn to spread the, the truth, the gospel.
2: Right. Oh, you're that, you're some- you're exactly right. And, and as a matter of fact, the part that I was, uh, what I was studying this week, interestingly that Laura, that was, I was um, giving a sermon at my church, West Asheboro Baptist Church, you know, shameless plug right here mm-hmm. um, in North Carolina. Uh, and I was God had given me the book of Acts. I was supposed to talk about the prayers in the book of Acts, and I didn't really know where all that was going. And I got to Acts chapter 10, and Acts chapter 10 has to do with the story of Cornelius. I write
3: like that
2: down. Okay. Uh, yeah, go to Acts chapter 10. The whole chapter is on Cornelius. Well, guess what Cornelius means? If you back it into, uh, uh, ah, in, he, in Greek it means horn, <laughs> and it, you can back it into the Hebrew word for horn. So guess what? Cornelius was a horn, and he was because he was a leader. He was a centurion. Oh, wow. And fascinatingly, is shab- this is a very. Fa- Pardon me. Sorry. Is that, is that sh- I just came to it?
3: Shabbat, S H A B B A T. That's is that also
2: a form. Shabbat is the is the, you know, the idea of Sabbath or Saturday. I mean, Sunday. Yeah, well, Saturday no, for, no, the, no mind. for the. But anyway, getting All back right. to Cornelius for a minute, it's really a fascinating thing when you study the guy, because it says this was before the Holy Spirit descended on him. It, it says that he was a devout man and he gave alms and he prayed always. Now, what? Wow. Uh, here's a guy. He's praying all the time and he he's not yet a Christian. He's not yet been, you know, born of the spirit, so to speak. And so when you see that he's the one that's praying and the angel shows up to him now, not yet a believer, but the angel shows up to him and says, hey, you need to call on Peter. Peter's going to come, interestingly, you know, not saying that Pete's not here with us today, but Peter's going to come <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and he's going to give you the, the goods. And so all the, you know, the whole lowering of the shrimp on the sheet idea, you know, and all that stuff, you know, Peter learns that everybody's not, everybody's clean. And so he goes and he shares the gospel with Cornelius and guess what? Like the Holy Spirit descends on this man who already was praying always, who already was giving alms to the poor and his whole family. And so to an extent, the church doors opened in the house of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, because, you know, he's the first Gentile, so to speak, family and his whole household right there that 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 kind of happens. You could argue the Ethiopian maybe, or you could even say that the woman at the well was, you know, a little bit not Jewish, however you want to say that. But really, undoubtedly, Cornelius became that horn, and and church tradition is Cornelius became the bishop of um, Caesarea. And and you might remember that so much of Paul's ministry happened out of Caesarea. Uh, and And good old Cornelius, that horn just blasting out there. You know, it's kind of neat because you, you couldn't be more right, and, and I, I hadn't, you know, I just like it blows my mind that the week that I'm studying this, I get this message on Facebook from Pete. Like, how cool is that, Pete? Don't you think it is? It it really, really is. And what's kind of crazy to
0: me is you bring up Paul in that story, and uh, if you look at um, Corinthians eleven thirty-two to thirty-three and Galatians one twelve. Mm-hmm. And Acts 9, Paul's story, where a light um, shines. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, and then he goes to what some people believe is Petra Jordan when he talks about going to Arabia. Um, and when he talks about King Eretus trying to uh, seize him. Basically oh, we got to go to another
2: break. But, Laura, I am so grateful for your call. I'm so grateful for you listening, Peter. We'll, we'll be right back with Pete it's, and Jared. so far. <laughs> Thank you. God bless. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.
1: The little Nash Ramper was right behind. I think that guy could fly. Beep, 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 beep. beep. His horn went beep, beep, beep.
2: Horns of light today on a Christian Car Guy Show. And I guess the fourth person... It didn't make it but that's all right we're talking about your horns of light and again you might think well you know what does this have to do with cars well it has everything to do with cars to some extent that you know even when they had bicycles they had horns and boats have horns and for years you understand that a sudden blast of noise um can impact people's behavior (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and a sudden burst of light you can imagine what they felt like when they saw moses coming down the mountain and and here are these light beams coming out of his head like man what's up with this And, and you know it gets your attention that something new and exciting is on the horizon and and we don't realize it i think sometimes people understand what we're saying because you have those lights and you don't know. The Holy Spirit is actually speaking through you because you are obedient, however that looked. And so these are our opportunities to share maybe your horns of light story. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four is a number to call in and share. Like I, I just have to share one that I know must have been because I've you know, there's certain stories I've told um many times. And sometimes they have one effect and sometimes they have another. So I know on the Christian car guy show many times I've talked about the story of Johnny Hendrix's faith and how, you know, he came to faith right, right before he died. And I shared that story um, at his funeral. And a few weeks later I was asked to speak at a church in Davie County. And again, I, I was a car salesman or I still am a car salesman to whatever extent I'm not still selling cars, but in Robbie's DNA, yeah, that's kind of who I am. But anyway, from my standpoint, I was kind of like Pete, I was a regular guy and they asked me to come speak at this church. I'd never spoke like, are you kidding me? And and so, you know, I get up there at this church I'd never been to in my life. And and I tell the story of Johnny Hendricks. And at the end of that story, I make an invitation. The entire church, not one. The entire church came forward. Everyone. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what are you doing, God? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I was like, huh? Uh, you, 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 maybe you've had that experience. I don't know, where all of a sudden God just did something. Clearly it was not me. And, and again, I've told the story on the air, and interestingly, even um, th- 365 Christian men picked that up, and, and they put me as one of the 365 Christian men. And every year in November when they play that story, my my, um, podcast downloads go crazy, um, as a result of that story. So I know God was all over that story. It was an obedient story, not unlike Pete's story, but the fascinating thing was the horn of light, right? Like, oh, I'm just never, ever forget the entire church. And it wasn't a small church. I mean, it was probably, you know, 150, 200 people there that day. And to see them all stand up in unison and, and, and like here they come and they're, they're on their face at the altar, man. Like, Whoa, Something to see, especially in in your standing there and like, what do I do with this? Because I'm not, at this point in my life, I wasn't a pastor or anything. And uh, I was just like, I was the local car dealer in (laughs) Mockville. So have you er, ever, where you just knew that God was giving you a tongue to to speak to people in a unique way? Jerry?
1: Yeah, I mean... okay go back to car thing right always amazes me and and all my guys at the shop will kind of laugh whenever somebody pulls in with a a Prius and one of the things they'll do they they check the cars they do a checklist where they repair it and stuff make sure the horn works and right and you have a Prius and somebody's got this big air horn on them wow it sounds like you got a tractor and trailer or a boat in the boat in the building you know because you're not expecting that to come from that right well and also when I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you I think about people who have called in i think about rachel calling in and haven't heard from rachel and uh, lately in seattle but her stories I, I mean i forgot how old she was in her 90s i think and yeah. and but she proclaimed the gospel loud i mean and oh, you oh and she couldn't speak
2: that. if you remember she wasn't able to speak as a kid and she had to have all this and she learned that if she sang she could speak But she couldn't speak a normal sentence, so she began to write poetry. So she would always have a poem for her so she could say it.
1: Yeah, and so it goes back to, you know, the thing is we allow ourselves to not be bold as God would want us to be. You know what? Just don't – who cares what the – who cares – that that's a Prius that has this loud horn. It's the loud horn. You're gonna hear it. <laughs> Who cares if I'm 90 years old and don't feel like I'm I'm a public speaker, but I do have a message and people will hear it and it'll change lives. I'm not a preacher, I'm a car salesman, but I got invited to this church and wow, did God move. Right. We we all have that. Do I go I go to Jamaica and I'm doing VBS for teenagers and it's turned into adults. And I've watched their lives change. I watched these young men who come through there who are leaders and leading worship and playing instruments in different churches in, in right, the, their horns themselves. Yeah. And so God'll use us. God'll God'll use us in ways that we never expected it. So Pete, you're still with us, I hope. Yes. And,
2: and so as you're listening to this conversation, I'm very interested in your thoughts
0: basically just yeah it's all about the gospel it's all about jesus it's all about making uh the voice that he's given you to tell others about him and what he's done in your life whatever that story is uh to hopefully uh have them to come into relationship with him so their light uh can shine kind of that song uh hide it under a bushel no i'm gonna let it shine and uh yeah that's just it's it's the gospel message and just kind of you talking about that story and the lady um having to write poetry that kind of reflects me back into habakkuk three again because it's a song at the top of it it talks about a um, kind of a song played wild and enthusiastic music so uh my mind goes into that and um and you know kind of the crazy thing been on mission trips to haiti multiple times and just that talking about the relationship and establishing relationship and just the beautiful uh things that come out of that and um yeah i it's 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 really it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful story
2: yeah as yours was and again you know what a cool thing that i you know jerry and i were sitting here during the break saying you know, how, how neat is it that God gave us the grace or the, the favor of being able to share your story with, with the audience that he's given us, right? Like all sorts of people that got to hear what God did through Pete, through us, and, and it's just all the connections he made, you know, from, from that morning that you were there at Sanford University, which, you know, crazy part of the story, Jerry, you know, because you know me well, that my daughter went to Sanford University. What you may not know is that same weekend that he had this experience, I was there. Oh, I didn't know Pete never, you know, but again, it was parents weekend right at Stanford University. It was the year before COVID hit. and, And both of our daughters, I think, were freshmen that year. And I'm like, that's just crazy. Uh, that, that you know he's from Illinois I'm from North Carolina and we happened to both be in Birmingham Alabama that day um, and, and you know I was probably in the Red Roof Inn <laughs> I, think, I used to like to stay there in, in Birmingham because the other ones had all those you know everybody from all the Sanford parents would be there and they'd be in all the nice ones so Tammy and I would just hang out at the Red Roof what the heck
1: hey <laughs> they got a bed. They got a bed and <laughs> free coffee? Right? Yeah, I'm free good coffee to go. in the door lock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so a really, really beautiful story. And and again, if you're just tuning in, you're going, what in the world are they talking about? Go to Christiancarguy.com, check out this picture of Pete standing in Petra Jordan. Right? You have to see it to believe the the picture of the horn of light that is coming. Literally, if you think about how light comes out, it's not a sun ray coming down because it would be wide going to narrow. But it's narrow going to wide, so it looks like it's actually emanating from the ground through his hand, which is the idea of Habakkuk 3. So, again, we want to thank you all so much for listening today. It's such an honor. Jerry, my friend, Pete, like I'm so honored that you contacted us, that you were willing to go on the radio today And again, all of you that are listening, we want to remind you, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. Thank you for listening.
0: This is the Truth Network.